0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for January, I mean, for February 22nd, 2024. So I'm teaching a series right now on laser focus, laser focus on the fixed purpose that we believe that God has for us from the foundations of the world. So here's the premise of the current series. I'll be teaching this all year. Um, God made plans for us before the world began. We're not a mistake. When we're born, we're born ignorant of those plans. So we need to be born again. When we're born again, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to us what was prepared for us but concealed from us. And so we were ignorant of those plans for many, many years, so therefore we made plans. Then when the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to us what's already ours, what actually God's purpose for our life is, then we have to make a decision. We've already accepted Jesus as Lord. Now we have to make a decision, am I willing to give up my plans for his, (laughs) right? If he's actually my Lord, then I have to die to self, pick up my cross and follow him. So if we're willing to give up our plans for him, then we become disciples of Jesus, not just born again, but we actually get discipled so that we, we then begin to develop and mature into the men and women that God has called us to be from the foundations of the world, right? So that's basically it, high level. The title of today's message is From Vision to Victory. Put in the chat, From Vision to Victory, God's Plan for 2024. I want you to know that God gives you a vision. Put in the chat, God gives me vision. And once I have the vision, the vision is going to take me to the victory. It's the victory that God already planned for me to have from the foundations of the world. From Vision to Victory, God's Plan for 2024. Get ready to receive. This is going to be good. So let's get into the word for this morning from vision to victory. I've pretty much already kind of laid the foundation. So we've been looking at Proverbs chapter four and verse 25. Uh, We're going to be looking at this every day this year. And then along with that, I'm giving you other scriptures. So yesterday I looked at Proverbs four and 25 and Isaiah 46 verses 10 and 11. We're going to go back to those same verses again today. Proverbs four and 25 says, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. So what you want to do is know that God has made plans for you for for 2024. You want to set your gaze on God's plans, looking straight ahead, forward ever, backward never. the best is yet to come. And you want to ignore every distraction. I'm not going to be moved neither to the left nor to the right. Isaiah chapter 46 verses 10 and 11 from the easy to read version says this. In the beginning, I told you what would happen in the end. This is God speaking. So he's saying, listen, In the beginning, I told you what would happen in the end. Why? Because I already know what's going to happen. I'm God, right? I've already been, like I've already seen the end of the movie. So I can tell you what's going to happen at the end of the movie. So in the beginning, God has the God has the ability because God's already been to the end. God calls the end from the beginning. God can actually reveal to us in the beginning what's going to happen in the end. A long time ago, he says, I told you things that haven't happened yet. And so I have the ability because I'm God to reveal things to you that haven't happened yet. And these are things that I already know is going to happen because I'm God. (laughs) I know everything. And so he says, when I plan something, guess what? It happens. And I do whatever I want to do. You know why? Because I'm God. Verse 11 says, I'm calling a man from the East to do what I want. And when I call him, guess what? He's going to come like an eagle from a faraway country. If I call you, you're going to get your little happy self over here. And he will come, and he will do what I planned. Everything I said will happen will happen just like I said it would. Come on, man. He says everything what I said is going to happen is going to happen just like I said it would. Why? Because I'm God and I know everything and I can reveal stuff to you that hasn't happened yet because I'm God. Oh, this is so good. So God gives us the vision and the vision that leads to my victory, right? So put in the chat, God gives me a vision. God reveals to me things that haven't happened yet and that empowers me, enables me, positions me to experience the victory that he already planned for me. Say amen to that. All right. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. I try to keep it to three things because believe me, I could, you know, I could teach for a long time, but I try to contain myself. And then every day I just give you enough that, you know, you could process in a day. Three things. Here's number one. God's omniscience, a foundation for our faith. So God's omniscience. So God is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. Um, Let me explain what those things mean, just in case you don't know. So omniscient means God knows all things. Omnipotent means he has all power. Omnipresent means he's everywhere at the same time. I can't give you a GPS coordinate where God is because there is no GPS coordinate where God is not. God is everywhere. You got it? All right. So the fact that God is omniscient, that he knows everything, he knows my thoughts before I think them, my words before I say them, my actions before I take them. And so God's foreknowledge of everything is the foundation of my faith. Why? Why? Brother Pina, okay, let me explain faith. I've taught a lot on faith, but you know, let's just make sure we understand what faith is. Faith requires you to believe something that God revealed. Now, when God reveals something to you, it is future to you, but past to him because God is eternal. He's outside of time. So for him, he's already seen it. For him, it's already done. For us, it's a matter of time. So when God reveals something to you that hasn't happened yet in the natural realm or within the continuation of time or the continuum of time, it hasn't happened to us within the continuum of time. And we live in the continuum of time, which is sequential. God is outside of time. So when God speaks to us, he speaks to us from what I call the the position of the eternal now, because God is eternal. Whenever he says it, it always sounds like now, because for him, it is now. But for us, it may not happen for five days five weeks, five months, five years. But when God said it, it sounded like it was now. Well, of course it's now because to him is always now because he sees everything all at the same time. So when God reveals something to you that is eternal, it is future to you and past to him. You don't have any sense realm evidence to support it, right? So we say things make sense when we can validate it with our senses. So if it's something that you can see, touch, taste, smell, I can show you the email, I can show you the report, I can show you the title deed, I can show you the doctor's report, then those things make sense because I can validate it with my senses. But when God speaks, you don't have any sense realm evidence to support it, but you still have to believe it. And your ability to believe what God said, what God revealed, even though you don't have any sense realm evidence to support it, is called faith. You got it? Put in the chat. So I say, I understand now, right? So that's faith. Your ability to live off of the revelation from God, even when it flies in the face of the centrum evidence that you do have. Let me say this again. Let me make sure I'm very clear. God speaks to you uh, about your physical body and your body is under attack with some type of disease. And, and God says, you're healed. Don't worry about the son. Don't worry about the daughter. I got you. And God shows you a picture of you like free of this disease that's currently attacking your body. And God gives you a glimpse of you walking completely free where there's nothing in your body with that, with, you know, and there's evidence that there's not nothing in your body with that disease is gone. But currently you have a doctor's report that says something else. So now whose report are you going to believe? To live by faith you have to live off of the revelation that God gave you, even though you don't have any central evidence to support it. And even though the central evidence you do have actually flies in the face against it, still, what are you going to do? Whose report are you going to believe? So understanding that God knows everything and that he can reveal it to you before it happens is foundational to our faith. I didn't know I was going to give you a faith refresher this morning, but I guess I kind of am, right? I'm just trying to explain how faith works. So understanding that God knows, His plans for 2024 can bring us confidence. That confidence is another word for faith. So our faith is in the fact that God already made plans for me for 2024. God already made plans for you for 2024. God has already been to the end of 2024. And now God can reveal to me what He wants me to do to manifest His best so that I can experience what He already planned, you got it? So realizing that God can reveal the future to us before it happens, encourages us to seek his guidance. This is why you should fall down on your face and say, Lord, I need you to speak to me. Like, I need you to speak to me concerning my kids. I need you to speak to me concerning my marriage. I need you to speak to me concerning my body. I need you to speak to me concerning my finances. I need you to speak to me concerning my business or my career or whatever. And so you seek God's face because you know that he already knows. So knowing that God knows your future and knowing that God can reveal your future to you before it happens, causes you to want to seek him, right? Now, let me say something. When you seek him and God reveals it to you, what God tells you about your future is not always going to be good. Oh, let me slow down on that point. God is going to reveal your future to you, but that doesn't mean that you're always going to like what he reveals. In the book of Acts, in in Acts chapter 20, Paul said, you know what? Before, I'm, I'm out here going on these ministry journeys, and he said, before I go into a town, the Holy Spirit warns me in town after town, telling me, Hey, before you go, God, the Holy Spirit is revealing to me. When you go into this town, you're going to be arrested. When you're going into this town, you're going to be stoned. When you go into this town, you're going to be hit with sticks. When you go into this town, and so he said, the Holy Spirit is showing me what's in these towns waiting on me. I still got to go do it though. So my point is that when God reveal, God has the ability to reveal Your future to you, and you may, just because he has the ability to reveal it, doesn't mean it's always gonna be good. Doesn't mean it's always gonna be something that you like. God will sometimes reveal things to you that are future to you past to him. And when he reveals it to you, he's revealing to you the challenge you're gonna have to face. But he's also gonna reveal to you the fact that he's given you the grace to do it, right? So let me give you some scriptures on, on this because you know I don't want you to just take my word for it. So God knows the future and he can reveal it. Amos chapter three and verse seven says this, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan through his servant, her servants, the prophets. So he's saying, listen, Amos is saying, God has empowered some people to operate in the prophetic. And when God wants to do things in the earth, he actually raises up people who foretell what is going to come, which is the prophets. And he says, God doesn't do anything on this planet without the prophets first revealing it. So he's revealing it to people and then they reveal it to others. In Daniel chapter two and verse uh, 23, the Bible says, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. This is when Daniel was standing before King Nebuchadnezzar and 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 Nebuchadnezzar had a, a dream. And so Daniel interpreted the dream by the power of God and then said, guess what? There's a, a God in heaven who's revealing mysteries. He's revealing to you, Mr. King, what's about to happen. And this was the whole Persian empire and all of that. I don't want to get into all that, but yeah, that's in the book of Daniel. In John chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, right? The spirit of truth, guess what's going to happen? He will guide you into all truth. Let me pause real quick. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Are you born again? Okay. If you're born again, have the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus said. The Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He's going to testify of what he hears from us, from the Father, from the Son. And watch this. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, he will tell you what is yet to come. I didn't make that up. That's John 16 and 13. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will tell you what is to come. Put in the chat, the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to me what is to come. The scripture that we've been looking at since yesterday and today, one of the foundational scriptures, Isaiah 46 and 10, once again, God said, in the beginning, I told you what was gonna happen in the end. So God has the ability to speak to us. God has the ability to reveal things to us. This is the foundation of our faith, aligning our actions with what God already planned, God already revealed, it encourages us that we're on the right path even when difficulties are coming. Even when we have to face a challenge or an obstacle or difficulty, the fact that we know that we're doing what God told us to do and we have the grace to do it, it gives us peace. So we got to trust in God's omniscience. We got to trust in the fact that God, listen, even when things are unknown to us, we can enter into the unknown with certainty. Why? because I know that when I don't know it, God already knows it. Let me slow down and say that again. When I'm entering into a situation that I don't, that God hasn't talked to me about yet, I can still have certainty. Why? Because I know that God knows, even though I don't know. So I can go into a situation that God hasn't spoken to me about yet, but the fact that God knows brings me peace. The fact that God knows, even when I don't know, gives me peace. Why? Because I'm walking with God and God is walking with me. So I have to accept the fact that God's knowledge surpasses my knowledge. And when I understand that God knows, even though I don't know, I can relinquish control and live by faith. Put in the chat, I relinquish control and I live by faith because I know that God knows, right? So you can find peace in knowing that God knows, even when I don't know, say amen to that. All right, number two. God's omnipotence. So his omniscience is, he knows, his omnipotence, his power. So the power behind our purpose. Put in the chat, there is power behind my purpose. So God gives me a purpose and then God gives me the power to complete the purpose. That power is called grace. So God is capable of bringing his plans to fruition. His plans and purposes will prevail. God is is capable of of making sure his plans plans come to fruition on this planet and it's going to happen through me. In Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 11, another scripture, foundational scripture we've been looking at yesterday and today, God said, I'm the one who calls somebody from the East to do what I want him to do. He's going to come like an eagle, like from a faraway country. Why? Because I called him and he will do what I planned. Everything I said will happen, will happen just like I said. So what what is God saying? God is saying this, listen, I call you to do something, then I give you the grace to do it. No matter how hard it is, then I work in you and on you and with you and through you to ensure that my will comes to pass through you in this world. So my life is about him. It's all about him. So when you acknowledge that it's God's grace it's God's power on me. I can live my life with a level of confidence, but I'm also living my life with a level of awe and worship because I know I'm not the one who's doing it. It is the Lord who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. So our obedience becomes more meaningful when we know that we are living out a small part of God's grand design and God's overall plan. And, and, and let me say this about the humility that you can walk in when you recognize that it's not you. I just saw um, Al Morrison's name flash up on the screen. Um, And I could call out so many people that watch Today's Word that have that you know that I've interacted with in a professional way. So let's say I'm gonna use Al Morrison as an example. Al Morrison and I, uh, uh, when I was stationed at Fort Gordon, you know, we we went to meetings together. And while I was uh, young, I think I was a CW3. um, I'm still young, by the way. But anyway, while while I was young, I would go to these meetings, and I would operate with a level of wisdom that exceeded my education and experience. I still do. I still do to this day. Operate with a level of wisdom that exceeds my education and experience. Why? Because I'm not the one who's doing it. It's the Lord Lord who's speaking. He gives me the words. He performs the work. So I could articulate things, understand things, grasp things, uh, uh, think through things, provide leadership, direction, wisdom, counsel, advice, in difficult, complex circumstances and situations and explain it in ways that people could understand, but then again, it's not me. And so when you know that you're being used of God, you don't take the credit. You yield to God. You, you trust in him. You know that he's got you and his grace is on you to perform the task that God has laid out before you. And so you go out and you do it because he is omnipotent. He can do all things and he lives in me. And because he can do all things, I can do all things because God is living in me. So I'm able to overcome challenges, not by my own strength, but by God's strength. I'm able to do things not in my own wisdom, but by God's wisdom. I'm able to rely on God, trust in him, look unto him, be used of him, become a conduit of his light and his love in this world. Why? Because there's nothing too hard for God. So when you realize that there's nothing too hard for God and that God is omnipotent and that God lives in you, and his super is available to your natural, then you walk with a certain level of confidence and boldness. Why? Because you are never underprepared because God is on you and in you and with you and for you. Let me just say this. Uh, this happened to me in the Pentagon a whole lot, and then I'll get to my third point. Uh, I can't tell you how many times in the Pentagon, because in the Pentagon, man, there were people who come to these meetings with a PhD in this and a PhD in that, and you know, doctor this and doctor that, and all of this background, all that. And I would have to go into the meetings with, you know, with the chief or the vice chief of staff of the army or the chief staff of the army or the sec- secretary of the army, or the undersecretary or all these other people. And I would go into these meetings and I would remind God as I'm walking down the hall. Okay, God, just real quick, just real quick. Let's go over something. I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I went to New York City public schools, but I got the Holy Ghost. And so, Lord, please don't let me look stupid. Everybody knows that I'm a man of God. If I look stupid, you're going to look stupid. God, don't let me look stupid in this meeting. And I would go into these meetings, and, and, and you know, I was always like the lowest ranking dude. And when God would give, God would give me stuff to say, and I would say it, and people are like, oh, man, oh. And I'm like, man, that's God. God is amazing, y'all. All right, anyway, let me get back to the word. Y'all ready? Number three. I got three things for you this morning. Here's number three. Our role. Our role is active participation in God's plan. Put in the chat, I have an active participation in God's plan. I need to be active. Like if God has a plan and I know that I'm part of God's plan, then I want to get in on it. Put me in coach. I should have an active participation in God's plan. So recognizing that God has a plan and God is actually looking for us to participate in the plan should cause us to want to seek God every day saying, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Right? When you know that your life is temporary, but it's part of God's eternal plan, it motivates you to open up your heart every day to say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Right? Ready to manifest the destiny that God planned for you before the world began. So I'm walking out this divine plan. I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. So our decisions on a daily basis should be committed to the Lord, so that we know that we're part of God's eternal plan and we're living our lives out in such a way that we acknowledge that there's, we're, there's something bigger than this, right? I'm not living my life out just for selfish desires. No, I'm, I'm living my life out in such a way to, I reflect the fact that I believe that my life is part of something bigger. My, my life has an eternal significance because my life is not, not just about me, right? So I, I am part of God's plan, I'm seeking out whatever God tells me to do, even at the risk of looking foolish when God tells me to do things. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll do it. But every step that I take, I'm I'm taking a step in obedience towards fulfilling God's purposes. I feel like I know, okay, Lord, this is what I'm living my life for your glory. I'm I'm part of something that's bigger than me. And then that gives me a fuel and a passion and a fervor and a fire uh, to continue to do it because I know that I am living my life out for his glory and not this. Watch this. Let me just close with this. Many people on this planet live their lives out in pursuit of self-promotion, self-advancement and self-gratification. Come on. You know, you know who they are. Like it's, it's common, right? It's very common to go into a meeting and see people promoting themselves. It's very common that where you you come in contact with somebody who's all about themselves. They want to tell you what they did, like, I, 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 right? And so it's it's self-promotion, it's self-advancement, it's self-gratification. But as a believer, you and I, our lives should be different. Our lives should testify of something different. Our lives should testify of this desire to die to self, to yield to God, and to advance God's purposes, knowing that we are living for his glory. When people come in contact with us, they should notice something different about us. Well, oh man, Rick, you did a real good job on that. To God be the glory. Oh, well, Rick, I know, yeah, I know you're saying God, but it was you. It was you. You you no, no, no. Still, it was it was the grace of God that was on my life. No, but Rick, you're the one that, yeah, yeah, I got it. But whatever I did to contribute to it, it was still by the grace of God. I live to glorify his name. Oh, when you go to a a ceremony and your name is on the program and people are there because you're getting promoted or you're retiring or you're whatever, and all these people show up because it's your ceremony and it's your name and the spotlight is on you. First of all, let me give honor to God. Why? Who's the Lord of my life? I want to deflect that glory right back to God. Why? Because I want people to know that I'm not living my life for self-promotion. I'm not living my life for self advancement. I'm not living my life for self gratification. My life is not about me. My life is all about him. And when you live that way, then you can go from from wisdom or vision to, to victory. God will give you the vision and then God will give, give you the victory because you're living your life for him and you're living to glorify his name. You got it? Oh, this was good teaching. I might, I'm, I have to drive to Maryland again today. I'm gonna listen to this message myself. This is good. You might need to listen to this again yourself. All right, let's close it out. Y'all ready? Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I stand in agreement with your eternal plan for my life. I know that you've already charted the course for me from start to finish. You call the end from the beginning. It's already done. So I find strength in your foreknowledge and in your power. Your power is on me to manifest your best in 2024. So daily, I actively participate with your agenda. I trust in the revelation that you give me, knowing that you are revealing to me what you already planned. And then you give me the grace that empowers me to go beyond my natural abilities. I live by faith and action on a daily basis. And with each step of obedience, I'm glorifying your name. So I dedicate myself to fulfilling your purpose with my eyes fixed on the path you've set before me, no turning back. Your plans are my blueprint. Your strength is my foundation and your glory is my ultimate goal greater is coming for me because I live to glorify your name. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you're not getting my notes, get the notes. They're free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button on the top right. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, do me a favor. Two things. Go into the chat right now. If this message was a blessing to you, tell me how it was a blessing to you. I like to read that. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. This is good, y'all. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry, or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.